Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. On this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about dating shows, food, and we have part one of our interview with Stephen Donovan from Hornchurch Roundtable. Welcome to The Kindness Project. I'm joined by a man who we're about to incriminate and... A girl who is already incriminated. It's Charlotte and Rice. How are we doing, chaps? I'm feeling persecuted. <laughs> are you feeling incriminated or persecuted? No, persecuted. All right, interesting. How are you feeling? Persecuted, incriminated? I don't know what I've done. Um, you've just been a bit of a legend. That's, and that's, that's an arrestable offence? Yes. <laughs> yes. Being a legend is arrestable. Uh, and Russ, you and let me let me start with with my compliments. You are a legend, but in a, a few weeks ago on the podcast, you mentioned a little phrase. Right? We thought it was genius. We thought uh, it was original uh, genius. Original it's a, genius. It's a TV show. Now, is it? Yeah. Did you uh, steal it from a TV show? I did a TV show I watched and tried some of the recipes. Now, you didn't mention that on the previous podcast, did you? I wasn't asked. Uh, no, no, no. Right, okay. But we we said, Russ, that was genius. And you went, yeah, cheers, mate. No worries. That's fine. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, listeners, we are talking about the phrase... Living on the veg. Living on the veg. Now, living on the veg, we were talking about living on the edge... And then Russ just absolutely at the right time with the perfect timing turned around and said, "Talking of, of living on the edge, I've been living on the veg." Which, I don't know. I don't see where the problem is then. Which one? You stole it. That's the problem. Well, well, not original. Was a brilliant segue, and there's. Yeah, I mean, it was a brilliant segue, but it would have been better if it was yours. Russ. Sorry, it's like any phrase. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the fact that any phrase isn't like always a hundred percent original. Isn't there that thing that there's like an online library, and if you go, it, it's basically all words randomised, and if you go into it, you can find anything and everything. And there's one thing that's like the exact well, I mean, script or something. But, but there is a um, a phrase. Uh, there is a phrase. If you put a hundred monkeys on a hundred typewriters in a room yeah. and left them for an infinite amount of time, one of those monkeys is going to write Hamlet. Well, that's going a production of me in ITV, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how they make their game shows. <laughs> that's how... That's our production box over at cha- Channel 5. Channel 5. That, wonder... Every time they make a documentary at Channel 5, they just put 100 monkeys in a room. That's it. Yeah. And then make a game show, uh, uh, like a dating show on Channel 4. They just put 100 monkeys in a room. Exactly. Sometimes they get it right, like... Um, naked attraction. First, first naked attraction. Um, and sometimes they get it wrong. Like naked attraction. Naked attraction. Uh, uh, great. What's great. your own personal opinion on naked attraction, Russ? I watch naked attraction. Oh, oh like it. Of an evening. It just Every matters. evening? No, no. It's on quite late. So, no, I don't I wouldn't know. Anyway, 
As what, I was, bit, what bits do you like from Naked Attraction, Russ? There aren't any bits on Naked Attraction anymore. They now put emojis over them. Do yeah, I? Yeah. You know what baffles me about it, though? Go on. People have got the front to go on there and do it. <laughs> and the backs. <laughs> <laughs> they got all the bits. they got imagine, all the bits on Naked Attraction. Imagine dating like that, though. And well, um, thinking it's going to be successful. I mean, I mean... All of these shows, there isn't a the most pure dating show ever, and it was like the the best. Don't say blind date. date. Oh, blind no. date. Loved a bit of blind date when I was a kid. Just three questions, comedy answers. You got to pick somebody. You go on a date. Eighty percent of the time, you don't get on. You just come on and tell them about the end. Um, and it's yeah, it's like um simplicity. And people keep their clothes on. It's like Take Me Out. Do you remember Take Me Out? Yeah. Um, with the... I didn't watch that one. That Adam McGuinness. Yeah. Um, and, like, most of the time they didn't end up together. I fa- in fact, I think there was several where, like, <coughs> they broke up with the person they got with on the show. And, and went with somebody went else. With else. Well, that's, why that's why they're naked attraction, though. Go on. You see them three weeks later and they're like a Lockridge. Yeah. Well, why have you bothered? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think if you're going to start a relationship, showing somebody your bits on uh, within the first second of, of getting to know you probably isn't the better starting point. Better of having a conversation, isn't it? On that take me out, at least you get a holiday in with it. No, no. And you've got to look at some ugly bits of uh, uh, and some nice bits of the opposite sex. Yeah. Um, other other bits are available, clearly. You can have whatever bits you want on Naked Attraction. Why do you reckon they got rid of the bits? Um, so I, 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 I think it was an issue with people complaining, to be honest. Do you reckon? I'm saying but some why more, not just stop? I'm saying why not some just horrific what? things on now. <laughs> some horrific things. Yeah. Did you say? Did you use the word horrific? Yeah. Saying that, Russ, you used to tell me some stories about when you used a little um, service called Chat Roulette. That was. <laughs> That was that was a that, that was a, that was in the late nineties and uh, like it was uh, a, it was an internet that was in the early two thousands yeah and it that, wasn't that was a, like it sounds when it, I it was used, a sensation as well I I never ever used it I never ever used it when I got bored sometimes I pop on now and see what's going on yeah but, what was going on. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we are. Sometimes people would like record. This is a family podcast. We can't. Yeah, let's get back to some subjects <laughs> that are a bit kinder. Um, the question of the podcast this week is a great one. I love it. What food reminds you of home? Um, uh, I. I I like that question. What would be your answer? Burnt lasagna. Burnt lasagna reminds you at home. Yeah. And and it's got to be that's like a mother's touch, isn't it? The burnt bit because well, Cassie knows. Touch, 
George must be liver pasta then, mustn't it? No, no, because Charlotte actually likes burnt lasagna. I like the burnt bit. She she loves it. I didn't like that liver pasta. But bear in mind that my, like, Mark Cassie, primarily, because she's an amazing cook, um, has cooked for me a lot longer now yeah. um, uh, than Mum ever did. Um, so I, it's got to be one of Cassie's recipes. And I'm just trying to she's sit she's not getting involved that, in the podcast, by the way, but she's standing in front of me. So enough, she does that, mean that lamb she done when you was doing the running uh marathon. Yeah. Oh, and as well. Marathon lamb. Yeah, she's not bad, is she? She's a pretty good cook. And but her basic is really good. Spad bowl's good. Yeah. Um uh she she does I mean I have been eating I like the chicken and shrimp side. Chicken and chorizo. Oh, chicken and chorizo is my favourite. Love a bit of chicken and chorizo as well. Um, uh, but just like simple stuff, you know, like salmon and sa- I, 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 I don't know what I'm saying to offend <laughs> Cassie, but she's um sitting there, with, uh, standing there with hands on her hips, looking at me. The simple stuff like um salmon and salad and you know. Just stuff like that. Um, uh, I don't know how much cooking it actually requires, and that's maybe that, that may be the no, reason okay. she's looking at this, me this strangely. Is the key, this is the key to the problem, though, isn't it? You don't know how much cooking that requires. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It's true. Absolutely right. Um, but yeah, I I think the chicken and chorizo is probably the one that um, I love the most. But yeah, I'm lucky to live with somebody. Um, who who can cook and do it amazingly well. But you did the cooking in your house, right? So what's your fame, favourite oh, meal? Not so much now, but I used to. And what's your favourite meal that reminds you of home? My, my, my favourite that reminds me of home. Yeah. Bread pudding. Oh, yes. I make bread, bread pudding. pudding. My nanny used to make bread pudding. Oh, well, that's, that's the weird thing. Like my one, and I still love it today, as we know, because we talk about it on the podcast quite a lot. I'm there. My nan, yeah. my nan used to make the best. But it, was, it wasn't for lunch. nanny. It wasn't nanny, was it? It was Robert that made the both. Yeah. So it was, our, it was my uncle Robert because I yeah. I spent years instead of wandering wandering the streets. My mum didn't want me to do that at that time. We used so, to so, because my nan lived five minutes away from the school, I used to go to four years. Um, I used to go to lunch at my nan's oh, and get a very amazing home cooked meal every single time. It was brilliant. But, but that is my that is my go to. If I want comfort food, then I go for. for Bread pudding. Yeah, I, I, I still I still like old school desserts. Um, I'm saying that back to naked attraction. I still quite like a spotted dick. <laughs> I do. I like anything like that, but it has to be made. <laughs> what are you? Yeah. How, how do you feel about it? Has about to be made with I'm seeing them imitation spotted dicks where they make it with batter. It has to be made with suet. Yeah, yeah. Be, the, the challenge you've got. What are you? Are we? Are we talk, still talking about Spotted Dick? Yeah, Spotted Dick. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, what, what would you go for? Would you go for a bread pudding or a risotto, Dick? No. Uh, sorry, yeah. Sorry. Make your mind up. Have I confused you now? Right? So what? Question. Right. Would you? Bread. What would you prefer? A bread pot pudding or a spot of dick? Bread pudding. Every day of the week. Uh, every, are you eating bread pudding every day of the week? No. 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 Okay, fair enough. So, Charlotte, tell us a little bit about the um, the desserts you like. Desserts, cheesecake. Cheesecake has got to be my favourite. I love cheesecake. Che- cheesecake bates is good. Baked or chilled? Chilled? What's chilled. a baked cheesecake? It's a it's New York style. It's a New York New York style cheesecake. It's well, a you have it cold, don't you? Yeah, you have it cold, but it's baked instead of chilled. Oh, you know what? I've never had food wise a proper, and I'm this is on my list to do um, at some point a proper Chicago pizza. Deep dish. Apparently, it's more like a pie than a pizza. Um, But Chicago pizza is definitely on my list. I've only recently found pizza, so... Yeah, you never eat pizza. Have you you started to eat pizza? Uh, Only recently. um, I started eating it at home just prior to you taking me pizza at uh, Stratford. Pizza Express. Yeah, other pizza, other, other pizza establishments are available. Pizza Hut, Pizza eat. Express, Fat Pizza. I'll only eat it if it's, got, if it's got mozzarella because you, I don't know if you remember, I didn't eat cheese either. Buy yeah, mozzarella now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, pizza is all good. So, listeners, we would love to hear from you about what food reminds you of home. And you can get in touch with us in. The following ways. Do you want to talk to what? We're at We're at Hogger. Sorry, it's warm right now. Um, we're at Our Kindness on Facebook. We're The Kindness Project. If you type the, the Kindness Project podcast into the search bar, uh, Google, Bing, Yahoo, what are the kids using these days? Um, <laughs> you can find us. We should be the first one to pop up. Or you can t- search www.thekindnessproject.co.uk directly into the bar. That should come up. If you want to email us directly, it's Um We don't have any other socials, do we? Um, we don't. We don't. That is all we've we've got. Um, and now what we're going to do is um, move on to uh, a little uh, bit uh, of kindness. Oh, right. No, before we... Before we do that, um, what I want to do is talk about the amazing news about the Kindness Project book. Now, um, for years, we've been interviewing people about um, you know the amazing stuff they do in the world. And what I, what I thought might be a really nice thing to do is write a book about our experiences recording the Kindness Project, talking about um, acts of kindness, um, and in particular, talking about the elements uh, I've learned to um, allow us to be a little bit kinder. Um, uh, and what I've learned from some of the amazing people uh, uh, I've uh, been lucky enough to interview over the past few years. And it contains uh, lessons from the likes of Bernadette Russell, who's an amazing lady. 
my mate Andy, who, who funny enough, I was on his radio show today, and we were talking about the Kindness Project uh, and and the potential book. Um, uh, loads of people, all with unique insights into being a bit kinder. Um, I'm really excited about uh, uh, sharing the book. Um, it's written. It's nearly edited, and it will be coming out in October. And I'm super excited about sharing everything with you uh, and certainly getting the book out there to promote and pub uh, publish and, and get it all done. Now, Russ, very kind, has set us up a little landing page, haven't you? And if you go on that landing page, sign up so that you are one of the first individuals on the planet to get the Kindness Project book. Um, but not only that, what our... Uh, in, these individuals are doing is, uh, and we hope this is, this is going to be you, is um, getting some free gifts. So if you um, sign up uh, to hear more about the book when it comes out, we'll be in October, but we'll um, you'll get the first uh, nod on when that's going to be. Uh, as soon as um, as soon as it comes out, you're going to get some free stuff. Now, we're just at this process working out the bunch of free stuff it's going to be. You'll definitely get a super exclusive episode of The Kindness Project that nobody else in the world will get uh, sent. Um, uh, you'll get exclusive um, uh, things like that. And we are currently building uh, the list of stuff we want to give away uh, to you simply for going to this website. Now, can you let us know what the website is, Raz? Yeah, it's www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. Select book, the book on the main menu, and you sign up right at the bottom of the landing page. Bad. Okay, well, that's what you need to do. So uh, go to book, sign up on the on the landing page, and we would absolutely adore to uh, send you some free stuff and um, get you a copy of the book when it comes out. On that note, let's share a little bit of kindness by doing the next part of the show, which is... Kindness news! Um, and this is Teen Finds Woman's Purse and is rewarded with $17,000 after he delivers it to uh, to her door. A 17-year-old teen in San Diego returned a purse left in a grocery store parking lot, and although he expected nothing in return, hundreds of strangers have offered him a big reward. Adrian Rodriguez found the green handbag in the Ralph's parking lot in Chula Vista, California, two weeks ago. Instead of bringing it inside the store, he decided to deliver it himself to the woman's front door. Although the owner, Elena Martin, wasn't there, the person was left with the roommate, and the home surveillance video was used to track down the high school graduate to show him some love. I looked into the ring camera, and I was like, oh my god, he's such a young kid, recalls Melina Mar Marquez. We need to find him and just give him a little piece of gratitude. She and Martin posted the striking image on social media and found the young man who returned the bag, which contained $20 and a wallet full of credit cards. My mum always told me since I was little to always do the right thing when nobody's around, Adrian told NBC News. I didn't expect nothing back, honestly. If someone found my stuff, I'd want them to bring it back to me, said the humble youth. But the good news didn't stop there. Marquez organised a GoFundMe campaign as a way for friends and new admirers, admirers to reward Adrian's honesty. 
764 donors sent money that totaled over $17,000. Every parent right now hopes that their child, their children grow up to be just like this young gentleman. Uh, yeah, love that. Scroll past the uh, 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 No, that, that was the end of the article. Oh, was on my line. I want to tell yeah, you. Yeah, it said watch this video, but we're not going to play that on the show, are oh, we? Oh, <laughs> So that um, was amazing. And you know what? I... I know that technology can get a uh, rightfully sometimes harsh time uh, because because of the impact it has on the world. Um, but there are elements where you turn around and go, if used positively, particularly to promote positive behaviour, the technology is amazing. But like GoFundMe allows you to support any cause in the world where you what you think deserves it. And certainly Adrian um, and the great work he's done, uh, for me, definitely deserves it. So well done, Adrian. Uh, that $17,000 that um, people have donated certainly uh, is pretty amazing. Now, uh, I've got a really special interview coming up this week. Um, it's with a mate of mine, actually, a guy called Steve. Steve done it. But now we know a lot of Steve, don't we? We do. We have a system for Steve names. Right. And and I think we've spoken about it on the podcast before. Yeah. But we know a lot of Steve's. I realised I've missed the Steve that I know. Yeah. Because I was in uh, one of my favourite places in the world, uh, in London, Four Quarters, which is a bar, which is effectively just full of 80s arcade games in Hackney Wick. Um, and I was saw my mate Steve in there. Um, uh, it's Steve Hennessy. Uh, hello, Steve, if you're listening. Um, and uh, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a doozy, so which, Steve. which one of the Steves on the categorisation is Steve Donovan? Re- Steve Donovan. Um, remind me of the what we call the Steves. What you got? It's not Steve from the gym. It's not Steve from the fam. It, it's not Steve from the chat. It's not Steve from the chat. It's not Steve from the chat. Uh, Steve, um, as you'll find out when we um, talk about the interview, uh, is a local businessman. Uh, he runs a state agency uh, just down the road here in Hornchurch. He is uh, an all-round amazing guy. Uh, but for years, he has been um, part of a drive locally to... Uh, raise money as part of the local Hornchurch Roundtable. Now, why is Hornchurch Roundtable so important? Uh, it's because it just does loads of um, amazing stuff in the communities. Every year, uh, a bunch of the guys from Hornchurch Roundtable go out um, in their own time um, and raise um, uh, uh, effectively uh, do a centre sleigh around the community. Uh, they raise a lot of money every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't they do a summer centre? Yeah. So while we while we were away this year, um, they did a summer centre. Got six carloads um, of shopping that all went to local food banks. Mm-hmm. So amazing, good work. And it's uh, Steve um, uh, within the. Within their little um, community, he is called The Don. Um, so I think we just call him Steve The Don. Um, I don't what should we call Steve Hennessy? I don't know. Steve from the... Well, we'll think about that one. But you will absolutely love um, the reason that he got involved with Roundtable 
the amazing work he does and uh yeah just enjoy it steve thank you so much for joining me on the kindness project how are you today mate pretty good thank you chris good. thanks for asking um it, I thought we'd get earphones or... Oh, no, this is good. <laughs> no, no, you know what? Really you know what? Good. This Thank podcast, you. Mike, yes. is uh, really, really, nice. uh, really, really powerful. It's, it's, it's brilliant. how we've recorded all 200 oh, plus fantastic. episodes. So it should work all right. No, no, it should work all right. I am, I am a bit worried, mate, because we're both quite loud talkers, so oh, we might have to oh, leave back. <laughs> no worries. No, <laughs> but we'll be, we'll be all right. No, so, thank you. So thank you for coming on the podcast. I know, I know that um, I know that you've done amazing work in the local community, supporting charities thank in you. a wide range of uh, uh, different regards. Yes. But um, let's start the podcast as we always start yes. it. Just yes. tell us a little bit about oh, you. Right. Thank you um, again for the invitation today. I'm, I'm Stephen uh, James Donovan. Um, and I own Stephen James Agency in Hornchurch, a property letting company. And uh, I'm a local resident. I've lived in Havering now since 1994. Um, um, I was born initially in Ilford and moved to Surrey um, for a while and then came back to this side of town back in January 1994. So, um, and having a business local, uh, I guess that's probably what's inspired me to get involved with the local community. Yeah. I had I'd done it in previous towns but uh, with Havering I sort of it seemed to mix well with my business and tried to adapt and and I'm I'm surprised you managed to keep it a massive secret because um, I I know I know you like to talk exactly the same way as me right you won an award recently didn't you yeah um well, um, it was recognised by Havering Council. I'm very pleased to say um, our local um, councillor put me forward over two years ago, two and a half years ago, for the Havering Mayor's Award for Community to the Service of Havering. Okay. And um, I got a letter just before the, um, the start of COVID to announce I was a recipient of that award. How many and, people were up um, to that award? The, I believe 25 to 30 okay. in, the, in the district uh, received the awards. But the ceremony had to be put back for initially a year, which led on to two years. Yeah, yeah. So for two years, um, <laughs> they, we couldn't go to the ceremony. But I was more than happy to call the council, so I'd be happy to receive any certificate in due course. But uh, they said I had to wait and keep it to myself. You know what? For over I, two I, years, which I you did. I you managed. I did. You I did. I kept to. it to myself, and and uh, my, obviously my media work, my wife and family. But it was a lovely ceremony, um, and it was we've got the awards done just before Christmas, and um, many lovely people, the local residents of Havering, with the mayor of that year, preceding yep. year. Uh, um, with the deputy lieutenant of Havering, um, or the Queen's lieutenant of Havering, was there as well with the mayor and previous mayors. Yeah. And the award ceremony went through, and it was very well organised. Amazing. And it's nice to be recognised by your district and borough council. That, yeah. You know that but the efforts. I mean, um, and uh, uh, you know, I can tell you what it was for. I can expand on that. What it was yeah, for, please but, do. No, it, it was for service to the town. And over 25 years, um, lots of local schools, part of the courses on their last final year or two, is to obtain work experience. And we get two or three children um, um, from all the schools in Havering, a complete mix of schools through an agency. We don't know anything about the child. We just get a call from the head or the uh, head of the year 
and they reach out to us and ask if we can take a child on for okay. a week or two work experience to support, develop, the, to support them and, yeah. and give them an idea of a working frame. You know what, I think, and, and we've, we've done it here at Savello yes. a decent amount, giving kids a start and giving kids an opportunity to see what the working yeah. world is like yes. is a re- really yeah. sort of yeah. positive and, and, yeah. and forward-thinking thing to do. Um, I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised actually, Steve, because I thought you got that award for the amazing stuff you do with charity. Yes, and, and that was part of it. Right. That, that was one strand. There were three strands. Mm. Uh, secondly was the, the charitable side. Uh, and all the other charities that I've helped in Havering over the years. And um, the third part was my association with Roundtable, which I'll come which on we'll to. Which we'll talk about. It's the main event. So it was nothing but to do with the fact that you're two doors away from the KFC, no, right? Nothing, no, it wasn't. No, nothing to... If there was a platinum award for KFC <laughs> was, uh, production, uh, I have been in there many times. <laughs> It is good. Yeah. It, it was. It was. There's no award for frequenting Hornchurch restaurants. Is no. There? Well, well, they're all on my speed dial. <laughs> local resident, time flow. Uh, I, I know, you know, I've linked to the local town, so so yeah. that helps. But but yeah, the, the 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 award was in recognition of the charitable side, the goodwill with the children that come through and and help our tomorrow's doctors, lawyers, accountants, drivers. Uh, whatever, yeah. find some of their skills and, and play to their strengths and give them confidence. So uh, I think the interesting thing for me is is that element of, um, you know, we, you haven't got to do all the stuff, you know, you want to give back to yes. the community. What, yes. what, what is it when you get out of bed in the morning that yeah. makes you think, you know what, I, I really should do this? Well, it's like, as I said, the third final thing on the award was the group network that I set up six years ago to meet get public uh, professional and local residents together for a network circle i think um you don't you don't wake up one morning and decide that you're going to go out the door and plan something i think it ruminates in your mind from a young age mm. i think i think dare i say it you're probably born a giver or, or some people are born with generous mm. approaches to life um i think that during your journey in my line of work being an estate agent property person i'm in and out of buildings quite regularly and i see things in my journey i see i meet people or they tell me about an event or something they might need some help with or a mm. donation or some guidance mm. perhaps sometimes with some of the local charities some suggestions to help them yeah create yeah, a yeah. bigger profile and and it, and it just happens mm. um you know it, perhaps yeah. when i, I was, think I think to a certain extent, there's an element of, you know, you you sort of model what your parents do yes, as well, isn't indeed, it? So indeed. if they're generous, very you know, very nice people. Mm. Um, my father and mother came from Ireland, and my father had his own building business. And if one of his men or a colleague or a associate got injured at work in the building construction industry in the fifties, sixties, and seventies, there wasn't much welfare if you were yeah. sick. So they do benefit dances and help raise some money for that family because if a man on the site broke a leg or an ankle he'd be out of service for two or three months so I saw that side of community as a young age um, going around helping collecting and it pays off and it, doesn't and it, and it, it? Yeah. rubs off on yeah you. great yeah. um the scout group i belonged to told us when i was 13 14 years of age all oh, the roof needs repairs or oh, we can't come back here 
And that year, there was a thing called Bob a Job, where I know, for some readers or listeners, they might realise I don't they can't they they don't do it now because of way society's become. But as a kid, you go around to people's homes for one shilling. I think some people... You're clearly not old enough to no, remember shit. No, it's back right. in 1973, 74, <laughs> but a a job was you got five pence in current money, maybe to cut a garden or to clear waste or polish a car. Uh, whether we'd done it good or bad, we certainly had a good go. And the roof of our scout hut had to be repaired, and I believe I did look the other day, I think I brought £6.50 to the scout group. Yeah. And in current money, I think today... It's over a hundred pounds. Yeah. So, so that's proportionally how you. Get you know up in what, the morning, though, I uh, think that. Help. I think that in, the interesting thing for me is that element of there's a you know, and, and funny enough, one of our previous guests uh, is raising money, helping her son raise money to go on the. World Scout Jamboree yes. in in yes. South Korea, yes, and we were brilliant idea. we were helping yeah. them yes. uh, raise money for that. Yes. And that what I found about that that was really interesting is the fact that he Oliver, who's the who's the boy who needs to raise the money, has to be very entrepreneurial in some of the ideas to raise that money. So he was. You know, you're selling cakes and building yes, like sort of correct. offering services. Yes. Do you yeah. think part of that is the reason you run a business today? Like, just sort of, or was it you'd seen your dad do it? Or um, no, I, I I was proud of what my father and mother instilled mm. into us with good work ethic and and um, and I and I always wanted to make my parents proud. Yeah. And having my own business. Um, you know, I work for corporations and perhaps took the best of what I saw and the worst and tried to formalise it into what I was hoping to see in my line of work, uh, service, yeah. which is what yeah. we're about. Yeah. Uh, in any, anywhere we go, it's always service in any product like yours and financial services or um, mine and property, moving people around and helping with repairs. Yeah. And, and if I you just, come from a starting point where you want to help, yes, it helps, if, if doesn't it? Yeah, if you're trying to extend help and service, then that that goes naturally, yeah. like we'd yeah, like. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, in answer to your initial question, mm. um, I think it's it's in you. It, I don't think it it needs to, you know, when you're doing your journey and you're meeting people, um, you just see things and you just try to help people. Do you think it's in everybody? Do you I think don't everybody's think got the opportunity no, to. Okay. No, I, I think society certainly. Um, I certainly saw a lot of selfishness at times. In you know, even with COVID, I think um, I think there's a lot of people that really scaled up and really did a lot. Uh, I think some people um, are not willing to to offer the service or friendship or help. I think there is still a selfish society. Okay, interesting. In some, in some not not across the board, I just feel that sometimes uh, I see it um, yeah. where, uh, you know, there's not goodwill, uh, knock on your neighbour's door, perhaps yeah. go and pick up a pint of milk or a loaf of bread or a jar of coffee. Certainly during lockdown, some of my friends were stuck and they needed a bit of assistance so, so you I helped did, out did a bit well, yeah. you know where necessary you know yeah. dropping off some groceries or if there was some eggs or cakes available with the bakers i'd pick them up for them you know um but 
it really is. I, I, you know what, Steve? I, I think sometimes, you know, and again, I live a lot. I live my life through a bit of an optimistic bubble. But I think just, you know, giving back a bit makes you feel better as well, doesn't it? I, you know, it does. Like, it does. Um, it's not done for selfish reasons. Selfish reasons. It's not done that if I help you, you're going to help me. Yeah. It's 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 done. With an open heart, uh, goodwill, um, I think by working under high pressure that I do, probably this giving back or helping or community... Relieve some, uh, relieve of, that some of the pressure. Um, seeing someone that might need some equipment or some help or try to raise some money for them or service can make a big difference to their 100%. lives. It, it, is, it is about the goodwill um, mm. offered, um, you know. So that's part one of our interview with Steve. Um, uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. And we are going to the last part of the podcast. Tis the end of another podcast, but the end is never the end. It's the end, always the beginning of something entirely new. Uh, and it's always... Last week's question of the podcast this week. And last week's question of the podcast um, was, how did you spend your last birthday? Roberta White said, went to my favourite place for a meal, Andreas. Now, if you don't know, Roberta White isn't only a podcast listener. She's also my mother-in-law. Um, uh, and Andreas... Um, Unlimited calamari, the it's, home of unlimited. It's unli- not actually unlimited. We it, just get the. It just feels like. Well, we. we it feels like unlimited because we just order unlimited. But but we yeah we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a future podcast. Uh, Yvonne, how do you say that name? Is it Yvonne? Yvonne, I think. Yvonne Anderson said, "Family day at Safari Park. Wonderful day. Nice picnic, including birthday cake." and lots of fun for all. Eve Keith said, I spent it in Mexico uh, with my daughter, first holiday in three years, and first holiday post-divorce was lovely. And on on her birthday, uh, she went to um, a water park. Uh, Tamsin had dinner with her two amazing kids. Hayley said she was at work, but had a girls' night out a few days before at the London uh, Dungeons and Phil Billingham was in Edinburgh with his mates. So that is it for another week of the Kindness Projects. Have a lovely week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.